morning, church. Good morning. Um, it's a privilege to bring God's word again to you. Um, in our usual manner, before we go into God's word, we would first of all take a time to pray. So I want you to just bow your heads wherever you are and just ask the Lord and say, Father, speak to me. Lord, speak to me. I have come that you would, that I, that you would minister your word to me and that your name be glorified in the name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name, O God. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Good morning, church. Good morning. Good morning. I, I trust God that we must have had um, a remarkable week. Despite whatever is happening all across the globe, we still want to thank God for all that he's doing right here in our midst. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. And so um, the title of my sermon this morning, even as we are carrying on from the theme of the month, um, for those of us who don't know, here at the place of victory, it's a thing of custom that we theme our months. And by the grace of God and the Spirit of the Holy Spirit, this month of January 2021 is themed our month of divine direction. And for me, I believe that this theme came at the right time because I believe that at the start of this year, Many of us, myself inclusive, wrote down certain things that, Lord, these are the things that I want to see in my life and in my family, even in the church, by the end of this year, come 31st December 2021. And so the question now is, how then do I go about this? Not just the how, but Lord, is this part and parcel of your plan for me and my family? And so, and so you see that at every point in time, we need divine direction because God knows the ins and the outs of this earth. The Bible said that well, that he created the heavens and the earth, praise God. And so if we need anyone to show us the way, to show us the how, is God and God alone. Hallelujah. And so it's my earnest desire, my prayer, that in the course of this teaching, that God would direct you, that God would minister to your hearts, that every element of confusion is banished away in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And therefore, Father God in heaven, we thank you for the privilege of bringing your word this morning. I ask, O oh God in heaven, that Lord, I yield myself as a vessel. Holy Spirit, I pray that you speak through me. But Lord, let everyone receive clarity. Let everyone hear your voice. Let everyone receive instruction that, Lord, your name will be glorified in their lives. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name, I pray. And Father, peradventure the enemy will want to use any means or strategy to distract your people. Father God in heaven, we ask, just as you raised your cherubims, O God, to protect the Garden of Eden from any influence of the wicked, Lord, O God, shield them. But Lord, may they receive your word. May light come their way and let there be a change to show. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Oh, it's always exciting to bring God's word because in God's word is life. Praise God. In God's word is life. And so every time you are under the environment where God's word is being shared, life is entering your spirit, man. Hallelujah. And so that's why I say it's exciting every time for me to bring God's word. And so for, for, for today, we are carrying on from the teaching. And today's title for the sermon is Hearing God's Voice. Hallelujah. Hearing God's voice. Hearing God's voice. Perhaps God is speaking and you need to increase the volume. That is part of what we need to learn today. Perhaps you have never heard God's voice before. Perhaps that is what you need to, need, 
you need to learn today, or perhaps you're even asking, does God even have a voice? That is part of what we are learning today. And I pray again in the name of Jesus that you would hear God's voice and you will know that of a certainty, this is God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Okay? And our anchor text for today is taken from the book of John, John chapter 1. John chapter 10, sorry, from verse 1 to 5. Apologies for what you see on the screen there. It says 1 to 14. However, um, it's just for we're only looking from verses 1 to 5. Hallelujah. John chapter 10 from verses 1 to 5. And I read, it says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Hallelujah. The same is a thief and a robber. I'll read that verse again. Most assuredly, this was Jesus speaking to his disciples, and he said, most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door climbs up some other way, and the same is a thief and a robber. Praise God. I will pause here. Every single time, every single time, because remember, Jesus was trying to give an analogy here, and he regarded himself as the true shepherd. And so for everyone who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ is regarded as his sheep. Praise God. Everyone who regards Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior is regarded as his sheep. And so Two char or three characters are at play in this chapter. Hallelujah. Number one here is the shepherd. Number two here is the sheep. But number three character here is the thief or the robber. Hallelujah. And so for that reason, you realize that the sheep is in contention between two parties. Praise God. The voice of the shepherd and the voice of the sheep. The voice of the Lord and or the voice of the robber. Hallelujah. But the verse 2 says, but he who enters by the door. Hallelujah. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice. Hallelujah. And he calls his own sheep by the name and leads them out. When he brings out his sheep, Praise the Lord. Now, I want you to be graphical in your imagination. That the Bible says here that the sheep, first and foremost, what? Enters into the sheepfold. Oh, sorry, the shepherd enters into the sheepfold. And the scripture says what? And the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by the name. Praise God. And what? Leads them out. Divine direction. And it says, and when he brings out his own sheep, he what? He goes before them and the sheep follow him. Hallelujah. And so when you look at the subject of divine direction, it is two-sided. Praise God. God is saying, and we must do the following. I like the scripture that Shola prayed with in the morning. In Sorry, earlier on in Genesis chapter 12. The Bible says what? And God said to Abraham, get thee out of thy country into the place I will show you. And what happened? And the Bible says what? And Abraham departed. So in other words, that direction wouldn't have been complete had Abraham not followed. 
Praise God. And so, just to, on a side note, if it's God's voice that you clear or you desire to hear or you need direction in some shape or form, be always willing to follow what you hear. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay? And so here, verse 4, it says, And when he brings out his sheep, his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. It says what? Verse 5. Verse 5 gives me this assurance. It gives me this peace that, you know, there's a song that I love so much, um, In Christ Alone. And it says, a line in that song says that what? No scheme of man can ever snatch me from his hands. Hallelujah. That so long as I am in God's hands, there is nothing the enemy will do. He will try. That's his job. But it is God's responsibility to ensure that I'm not snatched. When you read John chapter 10, the entire scripture, I think from verse 21, you begin to see what Christ was saying, that I have put them in God's hand and the enemy cannot snatch the sheep from the, fa the, the, the father's hands hallelujah praise god and so here in verse 5 it says yet they will by no means follow a stranger praise god but will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers father in the name of jesus i pray for anyone who is on the verge of taking a decision and they are hearing a voice contrary to yours. Lord, I silence that voice in the name of Jesus. That Lord, every voice contrary to your leading, Father God in heaven, I pray in the authority of the name of Jesus, that Lord, I break that hold in the name of Jesus, that your name and your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Hallelujah. Now, when it comes to the subject of hearing from God, I believe that it has been one of the greatest desires of anyone who wants to relate with God on an intimate level. Praise God. Because oftentimes you would hear people say, and God said to me, Praise God. And God said go. And God said stay. And God said come. And so the question is that if God is speaking, then my desire must be, I want to be able to hear the voice of God. I want to be able to discern that this is God telling me, take this step. This is God saying, hold on. This is God saying, stop. Do not take any step further. Praise God. All through scriptures, you see a plethora of people who were led by God and they entered into what God had them do. And I believe that that must be your desire or that must be God's intention for you to join today's service. Because peradventure you are joining us for the first time. It is not by chance you joined. Praise God. God has something to say to you. And that is why you joined us this Sunday morning. Hallelujah. You know, when I was growing up, there's a song that used to go on and it says, God has something to say. God has something to say. Listen, listen. Pay rapt attention for God has something to say. Hallelujah. God truly has something to say. Hallelujah. I was watching a video... Um, on YouTube sometime last week and it was a research anyways and the, the research was unrelated to what I wanted to, to say now but there was something I noticed in one of the vi 
in one of the characters of that video. And so the nature of the video or, or the research was that they wanted to do a research on what contributed to people's happiness. And the nature of that was that they asked the people or the subjects that they should write down one person who has made their lives worthwhile and they should write what that person has done in their life. And they thought that was the end of the research. And so the researcher told them, you know what? You are going to call this person you wrote about and you're going to read everything you wrote about them, okay? And so there was this lady and she picked up the phone and she was calling her sister. And she said, hello, it's me. Praise God. She said, hello, it's me. And it dawned on me that she did not need to say her name because of the frequency of having the conversation with her sister. She knew or her sister knew who was speaking. And so the question is, if you are relating with God on an intimate level, can you reach that point where you are able to know that this is God saying, hello, Jeffrey, it's me. Praise God. I don't need to introduce myself. I don't need to say, oh, is Jeffrey speaking? No, because the Bible says that what? The sheep know his voice. Praise God. And you see that when it comes to the subject of hearing God's voice, it can only happen on account of intimacy. Praise God. You can only hear the voice of God because many a times we only want to seek God's direction when we need something. Praise God. But the reality of it is only strangers do that. Praise God. But the Bible said that what the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. And so why it is called a sheep and a shepherd is because there's a level of relationship that exists between the sheep and the shepherd. There is a level of intimacy that nobody else knows that it shows that there's a relationship. Praise God. My father, my biological father has gone to be with the Lord now. But the reality of it is this. If I hear his voice, I know. And the reason why I know his voice is because we are intimate. The reason why I know his voice is because we have spent years together. And so if your desire is to know the voice of God, why don't you make that choice today and say, you know what? I want to settle down with God to know this God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. So the question now is, why must I hear from God? What is this subject of divine direction all about? I remember the very first Sunday when I introduced this topic to us. And I said that the reality of it is that at every point in time in one's life, we are burdened with the responsibility to make a decision. Praise God. We are burdened with the responsibility to make a decision. And I said that, a man of God said that we may be born looking like our parents. Praise God. We may be born looking like our parents, but we will all die looking like our decisions. In other words, for someone who may have died on account of drug addiction, they died based on their decision. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hope I'm making sense. For someone who died on account of armed robbery, 
They made a decision and so their death was a reflection of the decisions they made in the existence of their lifetime. And if our decision or if our desire is to live a life that is free of regret, a life that is free, that, that is full of fulfillment, then there is a need for us to what? Be divinely directed. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so we have to make the, the, the decisions of where to live, praise God, or who to marry, or the job to take, or even any step you need to take per time. This is the relevance of the need for divine direction, that at every point in time, we need to be led by God. Hallelujah. And I said last Sunday that if God speaks... The only way or the only medium or channel through which God will speak to you and to me is through our regenerated spirit. Praise God. It is through our regenerated spirit. Because when you read the scripture in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14, the part that I highlighted there is said that, but the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit. Hallelujah. For they are foolishness to him, nor can they know them because they are spiritually discerned. In other words, our spirit man or the regenerated spirit is the antenna through which God is speaking. Praise God. You know, as we are here in church, I know for a fact that BBC is currently streaming something. But now the question is, what are they streaming? I don't know. So if I desire to know, I must put on my television. I must make sure that my cable is plugged in correctly to the antenna. Then I tune to the channel. Then I'll be able to tell you what is going on on BBC. The same thing is with God. God is always speaking. God is always speaking. But the question is, are you tuned in? To hear what God has to say. And so, if God is to speak to us, the Bible says in John 4.24 that God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. In other words, if God is to speak to us, he would speak to our spirit. But the question is, or the fact is, that God's speaking to the spirit is not in English. God speaking to the Spirit is not in French. God speaking to the Spirit is not in Spanish. So the question is, what then is the language? Praise God. What then is the language? Because it is a language, then I need to learn it. Because I need to know what God is saying to me at every point in time. And that leads me to the next point. Praise God. You see, the Bible recommends that man is what? spirit and he has a soul and that soul is made up of your mind your emotions your will your intellect and that man lives in a body praise god and so from the from from the graphics you can see on the screen there if the holy spirit in other words in this case god is speaking to us he would do what he will speak our spirit and that is why you must have a regenerated spirit because you cannot discern what God is saying however when God is speaking there is a need for us to interpret what God is saying 
Praise God. You know, like our general overseer, whenever we're having the Holy Ghost night, for those of us who know, he's speaking in English, but there are people in the audience who don't understand English. And so, he has to have a, an interpreter next to him. And the relevance of that interpreter is to convey what he's saying in English to, to the audience. So, likewise, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is speaking a language of the Spirit. However, we need an interpreter to let us know what God is actually saying. And so, the regenerated spirit is receiving information from God. However, our soul, our mind, is what will interpret what God is saying. I'll give you a case in point. Have there been any time in your life when you wanted to take a step, but you felt within yourself, something doesn't just seem right in this case? Or perhaps you wanted to relate with a certain person and you're saying, but there is something off about this person. Now, the question is, how did you know? But your mind was processing certain things because God was ministering to your spirit. In other words, what I'm trying to say is that if God is going to speak, he will speak to us through our thoughts. Praise God. But the danger of this is this. That it is only a regenerated mind that can understand what God is saying. And so look at what Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 2 verse 2, 12 verse 2. It says, and do not be conformed to this world, but what? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may what? Prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Hallelujah. In other words, the essence of the renewed mind is to interpret or discern the will of God. Praise the Lord. The essence of the renewed mind, because an unrenewed mind would always be led by the flesh. You will be led by the things you see, by your five senses. Things you can see, you can hear, you can smell, you can touch. Those are the things that you'll be led by. But the Bible says that what? That for us who are born of the Spirit, we are what? Led by the Spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so like I said, your body, or rather the soul of man, is always in contention between two voices. The voice of the Spirit and the voice of the flesh. Praise God. But it's only a renewed mind, a mind that is given to scripture, a mind that is given to the disciplines of study and prayer. It is that is able to discern, to judge, to test the things God is saying to ensure that this thing that I'm having impressed on my heart. You know, this is what we call the inner witness. Praise God. This is what we call the inner witness. Praise the Lord. Now, perhaps somebody is saying, so what about the Bible when it says that and God spoke to somebody and they heard a voice? Don't get me wrong. I don't say that God does not have an audible voice. But in most cases, God will speak to us through his spirit. And in the course of this teaching, you will understand what I'm trying to say. So when you look at John chapter 10 from verse 3 to 5, the Bible says that what? To, the, to him the doorkeeper opens 
And the sheep do what? They hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Hallelujah. And leads them out. Okay? So now, you now go into the book of Isaiah 30 verse 21. Isaiah 30 verse 21 is a very popular scripture. The Bible says that what your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way. Walk ye in it. And whenever you turn to the right or to the left, sorry, whenever you, you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left hand, you would always hear a voice. You would hear a word. You would hear an instruction saying, this is the way. And that is what today's service is all about. How do I know when God, or how do I know that this thing that I want to do, it is God that is taking me. It is God that is leading me. And that brings me to the next point that at the valley of decision, praise God, at the valley of decisions, there will always be three voices contending for your attention. Praise God. At the valley of decisions, there would always be Three voices contending for your attention. Number one, I said it is the human conscience that is based on experience. Praise God. The human conscience based on experience. Number two is the voice of a stranger. And this voice of a stranger is the voice of the devil based on lust or fear. Praise God. Based on lust or fear. But the third voice is the voice of the shepherd and is based on his word. In other words, it is fair to say that if your human conscience is aligned to the things of God, if your human conscience is tilted towards God and the things of the spirit, then when God is speaking, what your conscience is saying is the exact same thing that the voice of God is saying. Why? Because it's your conscience, your mind that is able to interpret what God is saying. I pray I'm making sense to you. Praise God. If Perhaps you're understanding me. Why don't you just type on the comments again and say, I understand you loud and clear. Praise God. Because I desire that everyone that is listening or that is part of today's service must understand what God is trying to say. Praise the Lord. But on the flip side of it, if our conscience is tilted towards the things of this world, a good example is this. The reality of it is coronavirus exists. Praise God. But should I base my decisions based on coronavirus? I'll be making a mistake. Because the Bible says that what gross darkness will cover the earth is scripture. But it says what? And God will arise over me. It's time for me to arise and shine. And so irrespective of what is happening around me, I must never base my next step based on what's around me, but rather what God is saying. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay? And so then, what does the voice of God sound like? What does the voice of God sound like? Is it a roaring voice that will say, Hello, my son, Jeffrey. This is the Lord. Why don't you walk in this way? Or perhaps it's a voice of a baby. Hello? Why don't you go this way? But the question is, what is the voice of God like? And the very first thing I said here is that whether it's a roaring voice, whether it's a 
small voice or whatever, the voice of God will always be the voice of peace. Praise God. The voice of God will always be the voice of peace. Praise God. In other words, the voice you hear, the voice you hear will always bring peace to your heart. So, we are getting deeper now. You are seeking God for direction. You want to take a step. The question you must ask yourself is, what is laid in your heart to do? Do you have peace about it? Praise God. Do you have peace about it? Number two, the effect of following God's voice is what? Pleasantness. The Bible says that what? He leads out his sheep and they go and gather pasture. In other words, following God's voice would always lead to pleasantness. I have never and I'm yet to see, perhaps you are a case in point. Please do well to let me know. I have never seen anybody that said I followed God's voice and genuinely it was God that was speaking and they said he broke my heart. I have never seen. I have never seen anybody that said I followed God's voice and truly it was God that was leading them and they say I regret it for the rest of my life. Never. Because the following of vo God's voice would always lead to pleasantness. Look at what the Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 3 verse 17. The Bible was speaking of a person called wisdom. Praise God. And wisdom in Proverbs, at least from, verses, from chapter 1 to 3, was speaking about wisdom the person. Wisdom reflected in the person of Jesus. And he said, her ways are ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace. God will never ever lead you in a place that is that will lead you or that will leave you in turmoil. Praise God. Remember the Bible said that what? He is the good shepherd. He leads me onto green pasture. He says, yea, though I walk through I'm walking through the valley and the shadow of death. I what? Fear no evil because what? The shepherd is with me. Praise God. The shepherd is with me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so, what do I need to do to hear God's voice? Even as I begin to conclude, what do I need to do to hear God's voice? Because there must be something we must do. Praise God. There must be something you and I must do to hear the voice of God. And I said here, number one, God will use any means necessary to get your attention. That is the nature of God. He will use any means necessary. It's the question of, are you willing to listen? Because the truth is, God is always speaking. It's our decision to hear or not to hear. And so, he will use any means necessary to get our attention. You, time will not permit us, but if you look at or you read the book of 1 Samuel chapter 3, you will see how God was calling for the attention of Samuel. But also, you look at Exodus chapter 3, from verses 3 to 4, you see how God was calling for the attention of Moses through the burning bush. Because Moses was saying, I have been tending to the sheep, but I have never seen, I see bushes born. But for this bush, 
it is burning. I can feel the heat, but there's no flames. And yet, nothing is being consumed. There must be something about this. And so God caught his attention. God will use any means to catch your attention. The question is, do you know that it's God that is trying to catch your attention or not? Because what he says next, or what he begins to implement or imply in your heart next will determine whether it's of God or not. And we'll look at then, what do I need to hear God's voice? Number one, to hear God's voice, you must learn how to what? Minister unto the Lord. Hallelujah. You must learn how to minister unto the Lord. Read with me to the book of First Samuel chapter 3 verse 1. It says, now the boy Samuel did what? Ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days, and there was no widespread revelation. Praise God. Yet there was a priest, but Eli could no longer hear. The Bible said what his eyes had gone dim. Praise God. But what? Samuel was able to hear God when he called because he was ministering unto the Lord. What does that mean? You must come to the Lord with a heart of worship. You must come to the Lord with a heart of submission. A heart that is saying, not my will, Lord. I have just come to say, what do you have to say to me? And that leads me to the next point. You must come humbly. Praise God. You must what? Come humbly. Every time you come before God, you must abandon. It is not us coming to say, Lord, I want to take this step. Please bless it for me. No. You must come with an open mind. If God says no about this, I'm okay. If God says go, praise the Lord. If God says hold on, praise the Lord. All I just need to do is, Lord, what do you think? I want to take this step. What's your view? I want to take this step. Is it okay for me to? The number three thing is that you must get rid of distractions. You must get rid of distractions. The Bible says in Psalm 46 verse 10, it says, Be still and know that it is God. Hallelujah. Be still and know that this is God speaking. And so we must come to a gentle place. For me, whenever I want to see God's face concerning a particular thing, I go with my pen and my paper. After I have prayed and told God the things that are bothering me or the things that I'm seeking his face for, then ideas begin to come into my mind. I begin to write them down one by one. Unfailingly, I begin to write them down. Whatever, it may not make sense to me at that point in time. As they are dropping in my spirit, as they are dropping in my conscience, I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down. Afterwards, then I begin to analyze what has been said. Is it consistent with God's word? If it is, then tick. This must be God. Hallelujah. And number four, after God has said everything, it is okay to ask for confirmation. Praise God. God will only confirm. You see, the essence of confirmation is that a transaction has taken place and you are only seeking for a proof to validate what has taken place. Hope I'm making sense. It is not to say, Lord, I remember then, you know, time will not permit me to share this, but just to give you a brief. I remember then I was seeking God for a particular thing. And I said, Lord, if it is your will, then let me see a BMW pass. 
Now, no BMW passed. Then I'll say, okay, fine. You know, the Honda looks like the BMW, so perhaps this is God. No, that is not a confirmation. A confirmation is that God is confirming what has already been said. Praise God. He's only validating what he has already ministered to your heart. Because the reality of it is this. God, like I said last Sunday, God has your best interest at heart. And if you're going to follow God's direction, ask for confirmation. Praise God. In other words, when he's confirming it to you, then he will confirm what he has said through people. We'll be learning about that next Sunday and subsequent Sundays, that you know what, when God is speaking, he will ask for, confirm, ask for confirmation. He will validate what he has said through external events around your life. All those things are just to validate what God has spoken to you initially. Praise God. As I conclude, A.W. Toza, a man that I love so much with his writings, he said, if you do all the talking when you pray, how will you ever Hear God's answers. Praise God. In other words, when you want to hear the voice of God, there's a place of talking and there's a place of listening. Praise God. Habakkuk chapter 2 says, I will, sorry, verse 3 says, I will stand upon my watch to hear what the Lord will say unto me. And he says what? And I heard when he said, write the vision down, make it plain. Praise the Lord. There is a place for hearing and there is a place for answering. Praise the Lord. And so I pray in the name of Jesus that this has strengthened your faith, given you peace in your mind to seek God's face concerning anything. And the truth is God is willing to listen to anything. Whether it be a, a meal you want to cook, a step you want to take, anything, there is no foolish question before God. Because he has your best interest at heart. Let us bow our heads even as we pray. Like I said earlier on, only the regenerated spirit is able to hear the voice of God. And so for that reason, if God is who you seek, then you must first and foremost accept Jesus as your Lord and your personal Savior. If this is your choice today, why don't you say with me, Lord Jesus, I confess before you that I am a sinner. I acknowledge that you died on account of my sins and on the third day you rose again. Cleanse me by your blood as I confess you as my Lord and my personal Savior. I receive grace to live in the realities of the new creation. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. If you have said that prayer, I want to say congratulations. Welcome into the family of the faith. Please, you will see an email address on the screen. Do well to send us an email and we will send you resources that would guide you, equip you in building up your faith to be that man, that woman that God expects of you. Let us just pray as we conclude. Father God in heaven, we thank you for your word that's come away this Sunday morning. I ask that, Lord, you would preserve this word in the heart of your people, that the enemy will not take it away. But, Lord, it will bless and it will stretch them and take them further to the glory and honor of your name. Thank you for using me, O oh God. Continue to bless and enrich me, that your name may be glorified in my life. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name I've prayed. Amen. Amen. God bless you and enjoy the rest of the service. Amen. <laughs>